Today's show is brought to you by Takamini Guitars. Check them out online at takamini.com. Welcome to this episode of Under the Marquee, coming to you from Nightbird Recording Studios in the underground of the Sunset Marquee Hotel in West Hollywood, California. My name is Chris Cope, and I've been producing an acoustic showcase called Live at Sunset Marquee for the past 10 years. The show features some of the best independent artists from around the country, and we just happen to have one of those here with us today. Welcome, everybody, to Under the Marquee Podcast. I am your host, Christopher Cope, and today I am delighted to introduce you to the Miss, the lovely Miss Andy Allo. Hello. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, when I just saw you again, I mentioned, I love your hair, and this is, I think this is maybe the third time I've seen you in person, and each time you had different hairstyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my hair has a, like a personality and a life of its own. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a very, very cool. I think the first time you had a big fro. Yes. That was super cool looking. Yeah. And I actually, I think that was the first time you played live at Sunset Marquee. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very good show. I know. I feel like I keep markers of my life by what hairstyle I have. (laughs) (laughs) Like what's happening? What's what's happened? What am I doing? (laughs) (laughs) Do you think you can look at a picture of yourself with a hairstyle and know what was going on at that time? Absolutely. Is it like a more of a like a what's going on in the world or what's going on in your world definitely my world your world and and the people around me and just yeah is it influenced by significant others in your life or anything like that sometimes i mean i went through several iterations of cutting my hair but i cut my afro off like it was after um like uh you performed at Live at Sunset After, Marquee. Yeah, Life at, <laughs> I performed at this show, and it totally just, like, messed me up. <laughs> and I was like, I need to release all this energy that's in my hair, and it needs to be gone. Uh, no, I, it was, like, tied to, like, a relationship. And, and I was, like, wow. I was ready to kind of just let go of everything that um, had – because your hair stores so much, mm. you know? Like, I, I really believe that because it's the thing that's with you when you think but- of – yeah. That's a really cool uh, reference. I actually have never heard anybody make that reference before, but that makes sense. I mean, yeah. like I can harken back to 
the 80s with my hair parted down the middle and feathered on the side. Yes. But man, did I look good back then. Oh, wow. Wait but, a minute. You know, <laughs> I think you need to bring that back. <laughs> <laughs> feathered hair on me is never going to come back. Fine. Uh, nor is that, um, what do you call that hairstyle where you have it like short in front and long in the back? A mullet? A mullet, yeah. I had that for about 20 minutes. Wow. And I was like, that is not me at all. So it all came off. Okay. But I had my hair down all the way to my shoulders at one point. I mean, yeah, That's I get what amazing. you're saying. I mean, uh, hair hair carries. Um, I'm glad that hair hair can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> this is a very interesting topic I've never explored before on Under the Marquee. I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> yes, I know. My hair has gone through so much, and you're right. It's like when you're bleaching, you're like, you're dying, you're cutting, you're, you know, straightening, yeah. you're blow drying, like so many things. And, and your hair is just like taking it. Yeah. <laughs> it just goes with the, it I just actually, goes with the flow. I don't do any of that, but I, I get um, what you're saying. You know what? When you said that, I was like, he gets me. Like, and he gets it. I was like, wow. Never have, have you bleached uh, your hair? Never, never dyed or bleached my hair. I don't think maybe, maybe I bleached it once. I don't know. I never used to be say blonde. Never. I used to be a towhead oh. when I was growing up. I had very, very blonde hair. And yeah. um, uh, two of my kids now, um, who one is almost 18, the other one is 19, mm. um, they're still towheads. Mm. I mean, they, they kept their blonde hair. And oh, um, I thought for sure theirs would turn brown like mine, but they got lucky. You should dye it blonde and you guys should take a family picture. For Christmas. Right. That's yeah, a like good a, idea. You're, you're a postcard <laughs> yeah, and then get up and dressed up in the same pajamas <laughs> yes and for the record the whole pajama thing i did that literally 20 years ago <laughs> and you? so i feel like i was the groundbreaker you started it i'd started it and i think that company that pajama company that does it now they should give me royalties oh you should write to them i should right <laughs> <laughs> speaking of changes though like so i've known you for about a year now yeah. you have gone through a whole life cycle of changes in the last year <laughs> I mean, way beyond the hair. Yes. Seriously. Yes. Um, I know you were maybe dabbling in acting when I first met you, or were you, had you done some things I'd done before? some acting, yeah. Yeah, okay. Anything significant before I met you, like a year ago? Uh, I had done Pitch Perfect 3. Oh, that's right. You had done the movie, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that was like a big ensemble. It, it was... Uh, yeah, huge cast, yeah. but still very fun, and and also tied the music and acting together. So it wasn't really like a, I guess a purely purely acting role. Mm -hmm. Um, it was which was fun, kind of getting a job, and role that brought together these two things that I love so much. Yeah. Um, and kind of got me deeper into acting. Do you feel like your career is going in that direction? Yes. Yeah. Definitely. I saw, you know, it was funny. We were watching, um, I don't watch much network television. And if it doesn't have a sci-fi slant, I usually don't watch it at all. <laughs> but um, my wife watches Chicago Fire. <laughs> okay. And uh, and all of the shows that, you know, the, yeah, one connected Chicago one off that, yeah. of the other. I mean, there's this Chicago, that Chicago. And anyways, she's like, hey. And I'm barely paying attention. I'm mostly like reading my book and and you know, just laying in bed while she watches the show. And mm -hmm. um, she's like, wait, wait, I know that person. And I look up and, and by the time I look up, you're, you're gone. Mm -hmm. And and I'm like, well, I said, who was it? And she's like, I, I think, I think she played for you. Mm -hmm. And I was like, 
well, rewind it. And she rewinds. And as soon as I say, I was like, that's Andy Allo. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So um, yes. you're actually the second person that I know that I've seen in a television show. But um, that's cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool to, to know people before they kind of get those uh, sort of opportunities. It almost yeah. seemed like that role, though, in Chicago Fire was kind of written in a way that might give uh, an opportunity to reintroduce, reintroduce that character in the future. Definitely. Yeah. Yes. So they that's going to happen. They didn't kill me. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't kill you. That was, yes. that, that was the, that was the first part, but uh, no, I mean, are they talking? Did they talk to you about possibly doing it or are you not allowed to tell me? No. So I did four episodes. Yeah. Um, and then it's open. It's open to possibly come back. That's cool. Um, which is great. Yeah. So, and I, the writers and creator were over the moon when, you know, I kind of came on board and it was a blast. The whole crew is like an entire family yeah. and instantly just made me feel so welcome. So that was really fun. And it was it was such a blast to play a character that had nothing to do with music mm-hmm. and who on the complete other side of things who's this lieutenant she's very serious and very takes her to work very seriously so it was like i just had so much fun playing that character it's fun to know people yeah um and then watch them play a role and you're like they see nothing like that. <laughs> like my other friend she plays a doctor in um like a she has a semi-recurring role as a doctor on gray's anatomy nice and every time she pops on it's like it's hard for me to focus on the show not that yeah. I really watch that show either. It's another one of my wife's show, but mm-hmm. um, she. Uh, <laughs> but I watch them, and uh, um, and I always think about like, eh, remember that time we went out after the show and blah blah blah. <laughs> right, so it's it like kind of, yeah. I know you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll call. Uh, what do you call those people that the the. Um, the guys that chase you guys around with paparazzi with, yeah paparazzi and say hey i got some dirt on blah 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 oh but man i would never do that because mm. i don't really have any dirt anyway <laughs> and besides they probably have more dirt on you're me. like they're at the grocery <laughs> store oh, that, they I'm... just bought some tomatoes <laughs> <laughs> um so i uh i can't remember how oh i found out about you through help me out with this one james csac james um, james leach james leach yeah mm-hmm. Um, so I've known James for a while and he's like, Hey, do you need any artists? And I was like, absolutely. And he's like, let me recommend one to you. And I just fell in love with you right away. It was, I mean, he gave me a little bit of your background Mm -hmm. and some of your influences, which we'll talk about if you want to. But, um, I like right away I was hooked because this influence we're referring to starts with a P, (laughs) um, had been like a really important uh, character in my life growing up from a music standpoint. I mean, it was basically Pink Floyd, Queen, and Prince. Mm-hmm. Oh, there I said it. <sighs> but you said to you said Pink Floyd, so now people are confused. Oh yeah, you're right. So I hear Pink Floyd influences <laughs> in your music, though. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> it, um, it's it's Prince. It's yeah, Prince. it is Prince for everybody listening. Okay. <laughs> All of my millions of fans out there listening. Even this song that we just had as the intro, yeah. I mean, you can definitely, and it was funny because I didn't realize until I put on the headsets, you have the doop doos, you know, in the beginning of that track. And it <laughs> reminds me of that Prince song where it goes, you know, just like the way he throws things into his music is just, was really amazing. Yeah. Gotta miss that guy. I know. So you started out in music or did you start out in acting? Did you start out in modeling? I feel like you're just this performer person and you're going to do all of this stuff. All the things. You are, aren't you? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I, wow. I, well, when I was little, I started singing and acting simultaneously. Like I, I grew up kind of putting on performances for my family at events. <laughs> Do you have videos? <laughs> I don't. I have one at, at like school, like school um, things where I was, I would be totally trying to take all the attention from all the other students and it's like a group number mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it's my turn and I'm literally like I have this one video where I push my best friend because I'm literally like no this is me <laughs> this is my time <laughs> so I knew what I wanted to do from a very very young age yeah. how old were you in that uh, like six. Oh my gosh yeah yes I I wanted to entertain yeah. like all from from day one, I was like, I love putting on shows, making people feel good, um, making people laugh, um, the attention. I'd love it all. Yeah. Um, and and I just yeah, I always knew that that's what I wanted to do. I didn't know how I was gonna do it, um, especially growing up in Cameroon. Um, but then moving to the states, this is the land of opportunity. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this is if there's anywhere that this can happen where you can dream a dream and it can I don't dream, know, a, dream, dream. a dream of me uh <laughs> this is where it can actually come to fruition um so and how long have you been out here i moved here in 2001 so i've been here for a while but did you move directly you here from yeah um la i've been here for six years right okay six and a half years okay so you moved from cameroon to here to sacramento Oh, t- t- I mean, in 2001? Yep. Okay. Yeah. And NorCal. Um, so, I don't you don't have to divulge your age, but you basically grew up in Cameroon. I grew up in Cameroon, yeah. That must have been an interesting uh, time of your life. Yeah. It, it's, inter- it's interesting because I, I feel like I've lived several lives, and I'm still fairly young. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> much younger than me <laughs> so it's wild like thinking about growing up in Cameroon um, and then you know moving to the states and then from there kind of not a culture shock but a little bit because um, we had visited because my mom's American we would visit the states over summers uh, but so to you, you actually have dual citizenship Yes, I think so. Um, I let's hope the feds aren't listening. <laughs> no, I'm, out of our country. <laughs> I'm an American. I um, more so the Cameroonian aspect because I haven't really renewed my Cameroonian passport in a while. Uh, um, you need to do that. I do need to do that. Yes, you'll absolutely regret it if you don't. Yeah, I speak from experience. Oh, really? Yeah, my mom and my mom was born and raised in England, so I could carry dual dual citizenships. Yeah. Um, but I never bothered to do it, and now oh, I wish I had. But um, yes, yeah, and I grew up overseas. You know, it's interesting that you talk about like the uh, the experiences of growing up overseas. Um, when I was fourteen, I moved overseas, yeah. and um, uh, to Indonesia actually. And so I went to high school in Indonesia. I also lived in uh, the northwestern part of Africa in um, Monrovia, Liberia, oh which gosh. has an amazing, amazing history behind yeah. that country. Um, it's too bad it's so war torn, but um, and then um, Niamey in Niger, and um, it's uh, there's a thing out there. At least there was shortly after I graduated from high school, which was in the mid '80s. There is this 
group called Third Cultural Kids, or um, uh, I guess they called it um, TCK or Third Cultural Kids. Yeah. Um, but it was a bunch of kids that grew up that were American that, well, not necessarily American, just people that grew up in different countries all over the world. And you have a different experience, and you have a different outlook on life, and you have a different... And you can draw on those experiences to become more of an outward person because as I was when I was growing up, I wasn't extremely outward. Mm-hmm. Um, I was that nerd that wore these had these shoes called gas shoes, Great American <laughs> Shoe Store, which is no longer in business. Oh but if gosh. you wore gas shoes, you're pretty much a nerd dork. Wow, that was me. Okay, I love um, it. Yeah, and um, but it's like when you move around, and I was also in the military. I was a military brat. So yeah. you move every two or four years. That's all you kind of learn to do is make new friends, and mm. it changes your your personality. But um, I always I always find it interesting when I meet people that have had that similar lifestyle and how they've applied that to their lives. Yeah. Um, and you've obviously done it through the arts, which I find yeah. particularly interesting. So um, yeah. What was life like in Cameroon? Simple. Um, I mean, there's a huge emphasis on community and culture. And so my grandmother lived with us for a long time. Um, Cousins would come and stay and live with us. Uh, There would be weekly kind of gatherings and Mm. parties. Um, And And I mean, I performed at all of them. And I would perform at all of them. And I was a kid. Whether you were scheduled you know? to or not. Right. No, exactly. It was like, oh, you. this wasn't part of the program? Okay. That <laughs> doesn't matter. Let's. Um, and and just being a kid, like, those were the such. I have such fond memories of just running around barefoot, playing dodgeball with my friends, and just being ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the good parts of being a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just get- you can't do that these days, though, out here because you might step on a needle or something. <laughs> okay listen <laughs> we're about to go in I'm like, <laughs> yeah we'll pass on that one <laughs> no but i did the same thing i grew up uh like uh, between the ages of eight and 12 i think i lived in hawaii and uh oh we did gosh. the same thing i mean we uh we ran around um and we skateboarded we had ne- never wore shoes we didn't even wear shoes to yeah. school right and i just played in the thing. dirt I'm yeah. just like I was jumping off building, not build. Okay, let me let me rephrase. Small structures. Small structures. <laughs> <Yeah>. Um, <laughs> it was like ten feet in the air high, like yeah. you know. But I was like jumping. I remember jumping off because we had this big mound of sand because my dad was doing some construction in the backyard. We had this huge mound of sand, and and it was like right below the like roof of the garage or whatever mm-hmm. and so we'd climb up and like jump into this thing the sand yeah and i think of that now and i'm like you're nuts i yeah. would never do that now i'd be like <laughs> i mean is it safe <laughs> yeah i know it's funny i mean if i jumped 10 feet right now i'd probably like six bro- break six or seven bones but um but yeah i mean we used to do that all the time and it's not like it's changed. I mean, kids are kids. Yeah. And I think kids yeah. are a little impervious to fear in, in those kind of situations. Yes. And so they, they do things like that. But um, I went to Maui for the first time earlier this year. Oh, my favorite place in Hawaii. Incredible. And I'm terrified of the ocean. Um, but Why? yes. <laughs> I think I because I watched Jaws when I was little, oh. and I think that messed me up. So now I'm I think a shark's gonna eat me, even in the pool. Um, but <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm gonna introduce you. By the way, huh. uh, don't let me forget. I want to introduce you to a friend of mine. His name is Luke Tipple. Okay. And Luke is from Australia, and he's a 
quote unquote professional shark diver. And he knows everything about sharks and, and sea mammals and stuff like that. He scuba dives. Oh, wow. Um, I scuba dive too. And one of the most amazing experiences ever, ever, ever in my life was I was in Turks and Caicos diving. Mm-hmm. And these black tip reef sharks, which are really, I mean, docile creatures, uh-huh. swam around us looking for food. And there were five of them. And my, they were looking at you my, as food. My, no, they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't. No, they're not even as tall as you. I mean, they're little tiny things. But they, they, um, uh, the lionfish were introduced into the reef, and they kind of kill the reef. And so the the mm-hmm. dive guides, when they're not taking out uh, groups for dives, they go and they um, they fish for the lionfish. They um, harpoon them, and then they. Um, uh, feed them to the black tick reef sharks. So whenever the oh, sharks wow. see people, they think, oh, food. And so they were kind of just swimming around seeing if we'd hand them a lionfish. But it's wow. amazing to see them underwater and have that experience. I'm telling you, I you bet. are missing out. So you I should went, add it to your bucket list. I went snorkeling. <laughs> nice. Um, and kayaked on the ocean, mm-hmm. in the ocean. Where all the really bad sharks are around. Exactly. That's actually more dangerous than scuba diving, by the way. The, oh, snorkeling? And really? kayaking. Absolutely. Why? When, okay. So don't now do that. You, great. You shouldn't do that. Because <laughs> I was like, I love kayaking. I was like, this is so fun. No. I want to do this. Kayaking is fine. I'm um, just kidding. Just don't wear black. Like, don't have a black bottom to your kayak I or something like that. I cannot deal with you right now. Are you serious? <laughs> you remind me, I was on a flight one time, and it was really, really bumpy, and we were coming in for a landing, and this guy, we hit this really bad, <laughs> you're shaking your head like, oh my God, this guy. Really bad, uh, uh, what do you call that? Turbulence. Turbulence. Yes, thank you. And um, we hit this really bad patch, and his arms went flying to the sides to grab the armrest. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in the middle seat, and he grabbed my arm, Aww. and he clenched down on it. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. You know. And he's like, why, why are you so calm? And I was like, because the plane's ready to land. And he's like, what? And I said, the plane's ready to land. We're on final approach. He's like, are you a pilot? And I'm like, I've flown some planes, yeah. And he said, what do you mean? I'm like, well, we're on final approach, so the plane is prepared to land. Mm -hmm. I said, so if we lose lift or anything, it's okay. We're ready to land. I said, when you really should be afraid (laughs) is when you're taking off. See? (laughs) <laughs> this is this is when you need to stop like you were good you i was like look at you you need to be like a professional calmer downer person like yeah, no not so but much. then you go further i'm an antagonist you make it worse yeah no i definitely am an antagonist when you're taking off i can't <laughs> and you do a lot of traveling that's a great transition in our conversation to travel because yes. you just got back from egypt egypt yeah yeah because i follow you on social media i'm not i'm not stalking you no, no, no. It's, I, although I thought I did see you. <laughs> it's my doppelganger. <laughs> I was like, what? What's he doing Could here? Could have been. I mean, was it recently? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it was behind York. a bush, so I wasn't sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I wasn't. I don't think I was there. <laughs> uh, how was Was that your first time to Egypt? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. must have been cool. I still haven't epic. been there. Oh, yeah. It was so great. And it kind of happened so last minute. I was looking for a place to go over Thanksgiving. And uh, I was thinking about going to Sydney, actually. Hmm. Uh, Another great town. Yeah. I I hadn't been there either. I've been to Melbourne, but not Sydney. Can I interrupt you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In in Australia, they pronounce it. Melbourne. Thank you. 
I, I wanted to say it the American way because I wasn't sure you'd understand me if I said it properly. Me but... or all of my listeners? <laughs> no, just you. <laughs> Touche. Melbourne. Melbourne. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this was just vacation. This, you weren't like, did you do any shows while you were over there? Or did you perform for your friends? <laughs> no, this was pure vacation, which I've been trying to do more of. Because even though as an artist and... Uh, you get to travel a lot, which is such a wonderful part of uh, this uh, industry and work that I've been so lucky to do. Um, but a lot of the times you're working, so you don't really get to enjoy the city you're right. in or um, explore it, you know, mm -hmm. um, especially if you're on tour. It's like you show up, you do the gig, and by the time you're done, you're exhausted. And you're like, okay, I'm just going to go to sleep, get on the bus, and then now we're in another city. Yeah. Uh, so this year I made a point to really go to places for n not for work and yeah. and just enjoy it and and enjoy traveling and I love traveling so Cairo um, and seeing the pyramids was was something on my bucket list um, and so did it meet yeah. your expectations? I exceeded. Oh, really? Exceeded. I I stood like at the base of the Great Pyramid of Giza and like you're looking up at this this. I this thing and literally like tears streaming from my eyes because I was like how yeah I know. we're still trying to figure out how it's so powerful it's so impressive it's so awe-inspiring and it's just like wow yeah and have you seen the show Ancient Aliens by the way no oh my god you gotta you gotta go online okay. you gotta re you gotta do a search on Ancient Aliens okay. um the pyramids in Egypt and this dude who's got his own massive fro. Um, <laughs> just super interesting and entertaining. But they have all of these theories about how they were built and how ancient aliens are involved. It's, it's just an amazing show. I'll check it out. I will say, though, our guide, who was who's an uh, Egyptologist, oh, cool. was like, it wasn't aliens. He was like, what does he know? <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> He's like, there are a lot of theories. He's like, but it, there, it wasn't. It wasn't that aliens. We've, yeah, we've narrowed down a few ways that they could have done it back then. Mm. But then you look at like like the the art and the um, the carvings in the caves, mm -hmm. um, and the tombs that they they built, and it's like it's just incredible and so inspiring. Because I was like, all right, if this could have been done with a rock and another rock or whatever, yeah. and crushed flowers, yeah, and it's like, I and mean, we have so much at, at our fingertips now to create, and it's like there's no excuse. <laughs> yeah well i think you fit the bill with that i mean you're definitely <laughs> creating in fact that reminds me because you're going to perform a song for us mm -hmm. and i'm very excited about that i get to hear live music from andy allo <laughs> yeah. and i'm here and i got her autograph and you don't this song is called don't ever say okay and um it's it's about uh yeah when you kind of put in time and energy into something but sadly just doesn't doesn't kind of go that way that you want it to is this a relationship song yes <laughs> i feel like that may be a theme <laughs> it's a definitely a theme uh <laughs> no that's not true not all of your music is though because i i've listened to quite a bit of your music i i often tell people that i interview here which are i think all is that right aj i think all of them have been like artists that performed at, yeah. at the shows and uh live at sunset marquee and um 
I don't listen to any other music. <laughs> I like have this uh, huge collection of music yeah. from the people that um, that I really have enjoyed their performances from live at Sunset Marquee. And I think I bought all your albums you had that one Yeah, night. you did. <laughs> Thank you. It was so great. <laughs> What's really cool is like their CDs and I actually have a CD player wow. in my Jeep so I can listen to music like that. But, I love uh, it. I do too. I think it sounds so much better in my stereo too, by the way. Yes. Anyway, without further ado, and yellow. If I wake before you go, here's a kiss for the road. I see you. Got a one way ticket home. And you're giving me the cold shoulder and I don't go, I pray. Don't go, don't let it end this way. You're making this hard, harder than it needs to be. I know you said it happened eventually But you're the only one who's seen my scars And now don't go, I pray Don't go, don't let it end this way When you're down and out and nowhere left to run And you feel like you've given all you got Then you realize all you got ain't enough So you try and try and Toss it turn at night Wondering why No Don't ever say I didn't try Don't ever say I didn't try Don't ever say I didn't try
That's a very pretty song. And Thank sad. you. I'm a little bit clapped. I know. <laughs> I might get emotional too. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> That's um, uh, your, I'm sure you've heard this before, but your voice is so like super clear. And I mean, you hit the notes beautifully and perfectly. Thank did you. Did you just, did Prince teach you how to do that? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw him in there one more time. No, but it's, I mean, did you, in all seriousness, like did, did you have a voice coach that helped you achieve that? Or is it something that came naturally to you? I, 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 hope, I don't want this to sound pretentious in any way, but it honestly, that's my voice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been really blessed in that way. It's gotten stronger and I've been able to play more and do different things with my voice and vocally. Um, but that tone and that ability was just there yeah. innately. Yeah. Um, and as you, you push yourself a little bit further, you learn a little bit more about what you can and can't yeah. do and what you were maybe afraid of doing in the past, you now know. Absolutely, yeah. There's notes that I... <clears throat> wasn't able to belt before but now i can belt or you know notes that i yeah we're a bit softer but now we're stronger and mm-hmm. like I, i've learned to play with the dynamics a little bit more vocally so that way just to kind of you know show and uh, express emotion through through my voice um and prince taught me a lot about that of how to use your voice um to to share and express an emotion um and just to play yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. Yep. I do. I, I think maybe people don't understand that uh, you you train your voice and your vocals. You train them like you would train in anything else. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the more you do things from a repetition standpoint, the the more comfortable you are doing them, and the more comfortable you are doing them, the more naturally it comes. Right. Yeah. There's like kind of like a baseline of what you're given, and then you can build upon that. Yeah. Of like, and yeah. So it's been it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> how long do how long did you work with him? Uh, we worked together. I I was in the uh, New Power Generation for two and a half years, hmm. two years. Um, but then he and I worked on my second record together, yep. Superconductor, and um, I wanted to kind of focus on going solo, and so I did that. Ended up doing my own headlining tour, and but after that, we worked on a bunch of songs that came out. Um, on his last uh, few records mm. before he passed. Yeah. So we were always, we always had a ton of stuff that we worked on that was always coming out, which was really cool. That is really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's a, what an amazing opportunity. Just... Yeah. It doesn't feel real. Like I think about it now. It's one of those lives I feel like that I've lived. Yeah. That it's like, what? Did that actually happen? Well, that happened. What? Yeah. What? No way. <laughs> and then, like, I'm fangirling on this like life that it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and it, it's really cool. It's fun. Like, actually, I uh, I found um, I was I was going through like old voice memos, and I found one where he and I um, he was teaching me a song. Oh wow! And he had he showed me what to play, and then he started playing something else. And then we we got off um, like cue, um, and then and so then we both stopped, and then I was like, and then I started playing again, and then he started doing like his part, 
and then he forgot what he was playing <laughs> and then you hear him like stop and then and then he starts like giggling in his like prince giggle <laughs> and then he's like uh, okay <laughs> and then like <laughs> and then like I stop and then I laugh and then like I stop the recording and it was just like so many moments like that yeah um those those are like the best times um and some of the best memories that i have like with us just just the two of us just jamming and yeah. just like being silly and playing music and and he really taught me about that that's what creating is it's mm. just it's just fun and it's not trying to be perfect and even though he had a very high standard but in those <laughs> yeah. moments in those moments of creating like it was just like you are literally just like letting it flow through yeah. you and like out of you and I, I think that's the key to being successful, well, at, at anything really, but especially music. You just, it's never going to be perfect right out of the gate, but just let it all out. Yeah. And then you'll find perfection um, right. amongst all of that stuff. And it may be a piece from here or there or wherever else, but then you slowly bring it together. And yeah. um, I have to tell you, though, I have a good friend. Um, uh, his name is Xander. I'm sure he's listening to this podcast because he's my very good friend and and he supports me unlike some people out there that are still not listening to my podcast wow. i won't name any names lisa crampton Ooh. oops there i go yeah i have, I have a mean streak in me i know <laughs> i'm scared of you xander uh xander's favorite artist of all time was prince yeah um i mean like everything he does you can hear prince's influence and the next time he's out here he lives in bend coincidentally in the same town and his best friends with luke tipple the shark diver um <laughs> oh my god uh this is this is my gang <laughs> uh next time he's out here though we gotta arrange a jam session that'd be so fun yeah and um i'd love to hear you two just jam together and yeah. i think you'd make great music together as well but uh, in all of your time you know, <laughs> Uh, or, or, or yeah. I guess all of your lack of time. We'll, we'll see if that ever happens. But I need a clone. Twenty twenty is about to be crazy. I'm not even ready for it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even ready. I'm working on like two albums. Wow! I've really? like got a show coming out. The uh, my show on Amazon's coming out in May. Yeah, I think. Um, What's that called? Um, just kidding. Can you cut this part? Because I don't think I'm supposed to say it's supposed to coming out in May. Yes, we will cut this part. Um, <laughs> I'll start over. <laughs> well, we'll just finish with uh, 2020. Yeah, let me coming. redo that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how much time I'm going to have. 2020 is going to be crazy. I'm working on two albums. Uh, I have a show on Amazon that it's that's coming out. Um, and uh, so I'm very, very excited. A lot of stuff I'm working on. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens, but definitely I'm going to make time for jam sessions. Good. Cause that, that's, uh, I think that has to be one of the most entertaining things I do is just like hang out with friends and jam and yeah. just not have, it's funny cause we come down here after live at sunset marquee sometimes in nightbird recording studios and we'll just sit in this room and we have instruments set up and microphones set up and different people come up and sing and jam together and. It's just a mishmash of people, and it is so much fun. It is really yeah. just a blast. Yeah. Um, so I hope, I know that your acting career is moving along very smoothly, and, and um, I'm sure you're going to be successful in that. But don't quit singing because I love it so much. Thank you. And I know a lot of other people do as well. And you're going to do one more song for us. Yes, I'd love to do one more song. And this is called Angels Make Love, and I have to tell you, I saw the video Yes. Uh, when it first came out, and I was 
um, kind of mesmerized um, mm-hmm. by the cinematic kind of experience of the song. Um, <clears throat> uh, lyrically, you can interpret a, a variety of different things from it. Um, when you watch the video, it may change how you interpret the lyrics, right? Totally. I mean, that's what videos do. Yes. What was your message in this song? Like, what were you... Um, what did you want to convey through video that maybe you didn't, you weren't able to achieve through lyrics? For me, it was that kind of initial moment of intimacy and like completely letting go and the purity of it and those butterflies and the nervousness that, you know, you can get addicted to like oh my god and or it scares you you know yeah and it's all those emotions right right before you like kiss somebody or right before you hold their hand or whatever you know or you make love like there's there's these little moments that that are so universal and they're so pure and um i wanted that to be conveyed in the video but on top of that also just how beautiful um love is no matter who you're with, no matter what you look like, and it just doesn't matter. Yeah. And it's like, and I really wanted that message to come across, and I, I and I believe it did beautifully, um, with, especially with the team that um, that created the video with me, to just show the beauty of of love, mm-hmm. no matter no matter anything. In in a way, it's purity, love. The purity of love is almost like the purity of angels. Exactly. Sort of. Yeah. yeah. I nailed it. Woo-hoo! Snaps for you. One point for me. I win. Um, <laughs> and so you're going to play that now. And um, uh, well, let's get started. This is Angels Make Love. I'm nervous, you're perfect, girl of my dreams. I'm nervous, it's the first time been with someone like me. So drink me down just like a shot of paradise. Tastes so good, it's like a piece of cherry pie. Ooh, this must be how it feels when angels make love. Ooh, this must be how it feels when angels make love. It's quiet, floating in space, but am I in too deep? Am I in, am I in too deep? I'm starving, time to say grace. You're a sin to be this sweet. You're a sin, you're a sin to be this sweet. Drink me down just like a shot paradise you taste so good just like a piece of cherry pie Ooh, this must be how 
which feels when angels make love. Must be how it feels when angels make love. This must be, this must be how angels make love. This must be, this must be, this must be how angels make love. Angels make. So drag me down, it's like a shot of paradise You taste so good, just like a piece of cherry pie Angels make love. Angels make. Angels make. Angels make love. That's a very, very beautiful song. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have to ask you one more question, real quick. Do you get a different sense of uh, a satisfaction or a feeling of accomplishment in acting versus music, or do you get the same kind of like dopamine going through your brain? Mm, I'd say they're very similar. With music, there's more of an instant gratification. Oh. I feel like, especially with performing, that with acting, it's a little later hmm. you, the 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 adrenaline and the excitement is more i'm creating i won't see this for months yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i'm just enjoying the challenge of being on set and and creating this character and being somebody else and telling their story whereas with music it's very personal they're my stories or stories that i've heard or learned from other people um and it's me kind of sharing that and expressing that in my own way and in front of an audience that right away is going to tell me whether they like it or not or <laughs> yeah. or or whatever you know like that instant feedback or if I do a live stream where I'm performing or or post a story or what it's just there's a little it's a little faster and the the rush of it um it happens quicker than than with acting but but for both um there's definitely a sense of of excitement they they cover two different things but mm -hmm. um where whereas music is so personal in me and acting i get to kind of embody a different character so that's kind of fun to kind of be like okay i'm not gonna be myself for a second <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i like take a break from me <laughs> yeah and if you do something that's weird you're like well that that wasn't me that was that, that was wasn't the, me that was i was in I was in character. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. But but Andy, you're out at a nightclub. You're not acting. Oh, no, I know. But I, I slipped into character I'm for a moment I'm always acting. <laughs> yeah, we are right. always acting. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any upcoming shows? I do not, actually. But I'm working on um, doing a show in January. 
Um, oh, okay. That's up here coming. in LA. Yes. It hasn't been set yet, but actually it's so funny. I woke up today and I was like, I, I want to do a show. So Awesome. Yeah. I get backstage passes. Deal. Well, actually, I don't want to be backstage. I want to be front, front stage. stage. Yeah. Actually. Okay. Well, that's up to you. You're just going to have to show up and push people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my only issue but... with being front stage is like other people are touching me. Oh my god! <laughs> I've learned so much about your issues this, you, this episode. I you nailed it. I have issues. We, we gotta work Can on you this? just like section off a VIP area for me right in front of this? High maintenance. He wanted a crew to take take like, uh, like I was like, what? He I usually get lattes, and lattes and crudite before we start our podcast. The people down here at Nightbird, they they know how to treat their their clients. Do they? Because I I'm where is it at though? Because yeah, well I think they failed today. It's Chris's fault. Epic fail. <laughs> Epic fail. Epic fail. Um, your website's andyallo.com. Yes. Um, Andyallo on all social media. And by the way, it's A-N-D-Y. Yes, like a boy. Um, A-L-L-O dot com. And um, ladies and gentlemen, that was Andy Allo. Thank you so much for joining my show today. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. That's a wrap on this episode of Under the Marquee. To hear more great music from other independent artists, visit us at live at sunsetmarquee.com, where you can also RSVP for one of our upcoming shows. I'm your host, Christopher Cope, and remember, the best music in the world is seldom heard between 88 and 108.